Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. Time once again for Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, to answer your questions. But uh, this week, Dr. Most on assignment as uh, the medical director for the BMW Championship going on at the Olympia Fields Country Club uh, today. Uh, and uh, how are things going out there today? Man, you couldn't have a nicer day. Uh, I'll tell you, Dean, we've been so fortunate with the weather. Uh, today's going to be a little toasty, but uh, the rest of the week, it, it's just been great. And these guys, uh, they're playing the event, you know, the top 50 players in the, in the PGA Tour were in Memphis last week and played in heat indexes of 100 and something. You know, they got down here. 75, 80 degrees early, you know, they were ready to put sweaters on. So uh, they appreciated the break in the heat, and we're going to give them a little taste of Chicago heat this afternoon. Yeah, right? so what do you do as, as medical director? What, what, did, what actually do you do? Yeah, so I'm responsible for the players, the players' family, uh, the PGA Tour officials, uh, the rules officials that come here, and uh, the BMW uh, individuals. That's my portion of it. Uh, and then we have Franciscan Health as our partner to oversee the crowds. So uh, the PJ Tour appreciates when they have one physician who can take care of the players through the entire week. Nice. Whereas Franciscan Health is going to be great. And you know, they're going to have probably 20, 30 doctors volunteering out here throughout the week uh, to take care of those patrons who may get uh, uh, get injured, who may slip and fall, who uh, uh, may get a little overheated today. Yeah, I was going to say that you may have a little bit of that today, right, with temperatures getting pretty high a little later in the afternoon. What kind of advice are you giving them? What kind of advice are you giving us facing a day where temperatures are going to be in the mid-90s and the heat indices will be, uh, you know, they're saying somewhere around 100 or so? Yeah, you know, my biggest uh, fear today, and uh, I'm very close friends with many caddies on the PGA Tour, and that's my biggest message to them is, hey, you guys, come on, you've been lucky for the last five, six days. Let's be really careful today. Because you got to remember, these guys are carrying a golf bag that weighs about 40, 45 pounds, and they're carrying it seven miles. So the players certainly uh, will be out there stressed a little bit, but I'm more concerned about the caddies, so that's where my focus is. But like you said, the air and water show is going on. You know, you get downtown, and you look at the prices for Gatorade or water or beer, and you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to – I can't afford those. You really have to be careful and make sure you keep your hydration up because it will not be difficult today with the temperatures and the humidities where they are to get dehydrated very quickly. Now, are there signs that you are on the verge of dehydration or in dehydration? Isn't that part of the problem with that, that you're in it before you even know that you're in it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the two things we get concerned about, obviously, are dehydration, but then also heat exhaustion. You know, our body's pretty uh, complex. We, uh, we, we, we have figured out how to cool ourselves, and that's why uh, we, our skin gets flushed. We uh, sweat. You know, we hope that there's a breeze so that the breeze blows over that sweat, which will cool the body, and that will help us from heat exhaustion. When the humidity gets up as high as it is, that uh, evaporation doesn't occur as well, so now we have the increased chance of more heat exhaustion. While you're trying to cool yourself, obviously you're sweating a lot, so you are losing a lot of fluids, and you want to make sure you replenish those on a regular basis. And I always tell people to alternate between water 
in a, in a power drink, whether it's uh, Gatorade or, you know, vitamin water, one of those where, you know, you're going to have some electrolytes in there because we all know your, your sweat tastes very salty. You're losing some electrolytes. So to replenish that along with some glucose is not a bad idea. And like you said, you often don't know uh, until, you, until it's almost too late. So you shouldn't have to stop and think, when's the last time I went to the bathroom? If it was this morning and it's 4 o'clock this afternoon, you're, you're stressing your body and stressing your yeah. kidneys a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, uh, sunscreen on a day like this uh, is a very definite must, right? Uh, absolutely. And this is one of those sunscreen and reapply. So don't just put it on and get in the car and leave. Make sure you bring a small tube with you because as you sweat, even the waterproof ones are going to come off. So all of the SPFs, you know, SPF of 30, SPF of 90, those should all be reapplied about every two hours. So mm. don't think you put it on once is enough. Wear a wide brim pad if you can. Keep as much sun off your face and the back of your neck. And uh, just be really careful. And, and probably one of the biggest things is look out for others. Um, you know, help that person, you know, buy somebody a water that looks like they may not be able to afford it. And they'll appreciate it today. Yeah, very, very definitely needed uh, days like this uh, and what we've got coming for the week ahead, which is also going to be very warm, uh, can be uh, not just uncomfortable, but can actually be quite dangerous. Now, uh, last week when you were out, we had uh, Dr. Murphy on from Northwestern, uh, kind of perfectly timed, really, because of this new strain of COVID that everyone is talking about now. He gave us a lot of really good information about it. Is there anything new with the EG5 strain uh, that uh, has developed that, uh, you know, we are now learning things that we should be aware of right now? Yeah, you know, I think probably the biggest thing with EG5, or the, you might hear it be called Eris as well, um, the probably the biggest thing is we have to understand that as these strains get better, they get more contagious. And that's bad because it can spread much easier. And the other thing that's bad is we're not doing as much testing. So some individual who thinks, oh, my fall allergies are flaring up, could actually be COVID. And uh, with it being as contagious as it is, we're kind of let our guard down and we don't put all the precautions in place. So, All right. And there's our first phone dropout of the morning. <laughs> We've, there, there is some bug in our phone system. If you're a, a regular WGN listener, you know that there's a, this bug in our phone system that just drops out from time to time. And uh, sadly, it just happened again with uh, Dr. Most. Let me take a break. We'll reestablish and uh, hopefully get things uh, going here once again. Otherwise, we'll just string two cans together with a, a string between them and see if that'll work. This is Dean Richards, Sunday morning. Back with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officers, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. You're uh, telling us about this new strain of COVID, the Iris or EG5, uh, much more uh, contagious uh, as you were saying before uh, the phone gnomes uh, took you out, uh, what else do we need to know about the new strain, uh, Doc? Yeah, Dean, I'm not sure if it's the phone gremlins or it's Jack. I think Jack just says, hey, I've heard enough of Jack, yeah, just, enough, yeah, enough of this. <laughs> COVID schmovid, I believe, is what he... <laughs> what I saw him mouth through the, yeah. the glass window, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, people do need to understand, because there will be some more confusion this fall, obviously, as we talk about the booster. But yeah, the EG5, you know, it is pretty much the same symptom. You're going to get fever, you're going to get a cough, you're going to get a sore throat, you're going to get fatigue. And this one, actually, we kind of, with BA4, BA5, 
the loss of taste and smell that we saw initially with COVID kind of went away. And now we are starting to see some cases come back where it does have an impact on taste and smell. So certainly we want to make sure that, you know, you, if you're immunocompromised, you know, just be careful right now because you, you certainly don't want to get any illness. But with these new strains, we're very, you know, still in the early stages of, okay, is this going to turn out to be something worse than it is or are we going to be okay with it? Yeah, the good news is that it's not like the early days of COVID where if you got something, you probably were going to wind up in a hospital and, you know, there's a fairly good chance that it could have terrible consequences. Uh, right now, this is sort of like a really bad cold, right? Exactly. And, and so for some people, it's going to, like I said earlier, it's going to feel like it's their allergies, their fall allergies flaring up. You know, we're very fortunate right now to have our immune systems across the country, whether it's with vaccine or natural infection, where, you know, well north of 95, 97% of people at least have some protection in their body against this. But we have to understand that when you get these new strains, the, even a vaccine is not going to stop you from getting the illness, but it certainly will stop you or slow you from uh, getting any severe illness or ending up in the hospital. Yeah. Um, what about uh, uh, testing for this? Uh, is our uh, the, the old test kits uh, that we bought during the worst of the pandemic, are those still okay to use and will detect this new strain? Correct. They will. So that's one thing that we're, we're very fortunate. When they made the testing kits, they made them on the foundation of it. And the, what I say is think of COVID as a car. You know, it's a car with four wheels. And the testing is saying, I'm going to go look for a car. But then with XBB, they said, you know what, instead of four wheels, we're going to have three wheels. Well, if we had made the vaccine to look for four wheels, then not a car, we would see, oh, we're missing that opportunity. So as cars, you know, as the vaccine, excuse me, as the virus changes, our testing is still with the foundational portion of that virus. So the testing is still going to be good. Our concern is going to be what's going to happen in the fall when we start to vaccinate people, and it will not be the predominant strain that is circulating. And Jim's got a question regarding uh, vaccination. Jim, you're on WGN. Hello. Good morning. Uh, thank you for doing this still, Doc. Um, the, um, uh, the decision was made what, a couple of weeks ago as to what they're going to be putting in a new vaccine. What's the reality of them actually being able to produce this by mid-September, late September, like they're saying? Because I don't see that happening. And, it, and we're trying to time the, the flu vaccine with the COVID vaccine here. And, and it, I just don't see that being a real time frame. Do you? Well, Jim, I think you asked two good two questions in, in there, and they're very good. One is going to be the timing of production. So we have three companies now focused on the exact same vaccine. So that's going to be good for one thing. And they stopped making the other booster. So the other booster, the BA4, BA5 booster, is out of production now. So all they're working on right now is the XBB. So the BA4, BA5, you certainly can get it. There's still uh, supplies of that. But now you have three companies focusing on it. It will be interesting to see when it's released at the end of September what the demand is for it. They think it's going to be a tempered uh, uh, demand. In other words, people are going to probably look towards getting it more into October when they can get it with their flu shot for the timing. So they're not concerned that they're going to run out early. And we also think that there's a lot of vaccine apathy right now. So we don't see, think we're going to see this huge onslaught of people going you know, lining up at the end of September to get this. We think it's going to be more of... Let's wait and see. 
and what's going to happen? Are we going to see another bump here? And now we're going to see this triple demic again uh, in the winter. So uh, good questions on the timing of it as well as the production of it. Yeah, and thank you for the call on that 312-981-7200 if you've got questions about this new strain or any uh, questions whatsoever for uh, Dr. Most, 312-981-7200. From the text line, 630 asks, I just got off of a flight from Orlando with a guy directly behind me coughing and hacking the entire flight. This was two weeks ago. Three days later, I came down with COVID. I've had all my shots and boosters. I got Paxlovid starting on day one. It worked great. I tested negative on day six, on day 10, today, I woke up with a sore throat and a positive test again. Uh, what, what's going on? Yeah. So uh, I shouldn't say obviously, but chances are that this individual got exposed on that flight. The timing of it is appropriate for that. Tested positive for COVID. Very good that they took Paxlovid and it worked well. So that's great. But we do know that there are rebound cases. In other words, what Paxlovid does, it slows down that replication of the virus to a point where your immune system can really just pretty much knock it out. And again, Paxlovid keeps us out of the hospital in many cases or keeps us out of a more severe illness. But we do know that individuals who have finished their course of Paxlovid can have a rebound infection. In other words, the virus was not completely cleared from the body. The Paxlovid is. Now the virus has an opportunity to replicate again in the immune system will probably still take a couple of weeks for him to catch up. But certainly he should not have another, this, this portion of the illness should be shorter, probably three to five days. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we do see those rebound cases. And uh, he probably caught a doozy of one, you know, just on the airplane. Yeah, and thanks, uh, guy sitting behind him, coughing and hacking exactly. for two hours. Yeah. Very courteous of you. Uh, for For this texture, though, uh, does he just let it run its course? Does he go back yeah. and get more Paxlovid? What What do you suggest? No, that he... I, I would let him run a course. Unless he's immunocompromised to a point where they're concerned with emphysema or heart disease, I would let it run its course. Paxlovid does have side effects. If he got through the one course without it, you say, oh, he could probably take another one. Well, it's not that easy. It's a multiplier effect. So I certainly wouldn't rush to go back. If it's just a little irritating sore throat, I would say tough it out. It's not worth the... Uh, side effect exposure from the second dose of Paxlovid. Here's Larry for Dr. Most on WGN. Hi, Larry. Uh, Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm in my late 70s. Uh, I was got the shots uh, in 2021, a total of three. And last September, I got the bivalent booster shot. And I know I'm overdue for a second booster. I don't know whether to get the bivalent or I just saw something in the news a few days ago that there's a new one for people over 65. And also there's supposed to be a new one coming out this fall. So I'm wondering what the doctor... Well, there goes the phone line again. But but you no, get you I get the... You get the idea, though, yeah, I, of, of what I, he's I def- asking. I definitely got the gist of this question. And, again, we, we're looking at a lot of these individuals with this exact question, Larry, so you're not alone here. So what you said is, hey, you know, I got that booster in September 2022. In April, we said, hey, you know what? Individuals over the age of 60 can go ahead and get a second booster. Anybody who didn't has kind of held off, and now they're going, well, wait a second. So let's just think about the boosters for a second. The booster that's available right now is based on the BA4, BA5. That was the predominant strain when we made this booster a year ago at this time. Since then, we've gone and seen the XBV 
everybody remembers XBB started taking over in the spring and is the predominant strain. That's what the vaccine is going to be based on that you're going to get in September. So, Larry, if I was you this close to September, unless you're going to travel somewhere, unless you're going to do something, I would wait. I would get the XBB. It's going to be closer in line uh, with what we're seeing now with the EG5. But I would not go and get the BA4, BA5, knowing that this new booster is going to be out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're uh, middle of uh, late uh, August right now. So, I mean, we're just a couple of weeks away from that. So why not wait? Uh, And real quick, Ken, you're on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most. Okay, great. I can hear you. Um, Listen, I have a a question about uh, any advice about uh, further uh, further having to quarantine if you test positive. Um, Or if you, like, can work, but just maybe put a mask on or, you know, how is that that working nowadays? How do do we quarantine these days? Yeah, it's really interesting. Really, probably places, the only places that are really quarantining well right now are hospitals and health systems where we still, if you have symptoms, you're tested and then you're, you're kept out of the workplace until your symptoms have resolved. If you have somebody in your workplace, you know, certainly I would say, hey, don't come into work. Or if they do, isolate them, quarantine them as much as you can and have them wear a mask when they're out with anybody. For the general public, we have to remember that Nobody's going to do anything right now. They are pretty much going to say, I'm going to do what I want, uh, even though they have tested positive. Personally, I think out of uh, just the social uh, way that we should all, all act is if I test, if I were to test positive for COVID, I'm going to minimize all my exposure outside. And when I do, I'm going to wear a mask to hopefully at least slow the virus from spreading to anybody else. But we don't have any formal quarantines right now except in health systems. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. And uh, we hope you have a, a wonderful time out there at the BMW Championship in Olympia Fields, Kev. Thank you so much for joining us. You got it, Dean. Thanks. And I can tell you, Dean, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me this week because I happen to have a name on my golf cart and how much they appreciate and enjoy your show. So it's, it's been very cool. Well, it's very, very nice, but, uh, you know, you're the man that's been delivering all the information for the last three years. So yeah. I'll, I'll deflect <laughs> the compliment over to the doctor who's doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, thanks, Kevin. Have a great day. You got it.